The very thought of actually talking about our money can put fear into the hearts of many people. Money is a topic people avoid talking about and financial crisis is an issue that most people stuff in the closet. Hi, I'm the money lady, Carolyn Mose, and co-host of the podcast series Succeed With Money. I'm here with David Wright, founder of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose. So every week in this podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. Today, David and I will be opening the closet and talking honestly about the 10 reasons why people avoid home budgeting. Hi, David. Hi, Carolyn. Home budgeting, hey, that sounds like an exciting topic. (laughs) Um, Yes, yes. (laughs) Actually, I stopped talking about budgeting quite a few years ago, but it's still a very, um, a topic that people avoid. And I only avoid it because I decided that I talk about spending planning instead of budgeting. Uh-huh. And the reason for that is because when I talked about budgets, people started thinking the way that what they think a budget is, and I realised they were on a totally different page to me. So when right. we talk about budgeting today, I think we're really talking about sorting out our finances in any way, shape or form. Yeah, we really are. And I, I was going to say, you know, when, when I did use that word budget, I could imagine our read, our listeners, you know, just glazing over and going, <laughs> oh, my goodness, you know. <laughs> Don't talk to me about budgeting. I hate budgeting. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Well, you know, over the years I've come across lots of reasons why people avoid looking at their finances then <laughs> and taking action. It's yeah. kind of like, um, and it's, look, this is a very deep topic and why people avoid it there are many reasons and as you said in the intro there are 10 reasons that we'll talk about yeah and they overlap a bit but yeah I've come across lots of reasons and if people are going to be successful with money they need to understand the reasons I guess and certainly work out how to negate those reasons because if you don't deal with it it's never going to get better it's that simple no well that's right and we're and and we're talking about you know we're not actually talking about budgets today or we're talking about the 10 reasons why people might avoid budgeting and in in honesty they probably should avoid budgeting but we're going to be talking about taking that a little bit further today and talking about the difference as well between what a budget is and what a spending plan is hey yeah now (laughs) are are you talking double dutch here like you're saying people should avoid budgeting yeah absolutely all right so just please (laughs) make sure our listeners understand what you and i are both talking about why are we avoiding budgets because because David, budget num- number one, there's there's a fear that a budget will take away your freedom. Okay, yeah. and I, I, budgets suck. I mean, you and I both will say budgeting sucks because budgets fail people. In fact, you can have two families with identical budgets, and one will spend the next year being perfectly okay when the other fails miserably all year long, and that's why budgets suck. Where spending plans actually work, but Okay, budgeting, money management, fear that a budget will take away your freedom. Number number one reason. I think at, that's very pertinent, very valid, because it's like, you know what, we're struggling along here, doing the best we can, and we've probably tried a few times in the past to tackle this, and we haven't been able to find a solution. So 
I don't know, it, it just seems to be something that we can't do. We're no good at it. But it seems to me every time we decide we're going to do something about it, we say we have to give up something, um, which doesn't get very sexy, doesn't sound very good. It's just like, yeah, I don't want to give up my freedom. So yeah, I'm well, going to avoid right. it. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, and, and I mean, really, um, I know you've talked about it in the past, you know, at the beginning of every year, and we are really still at the beginning of a new year. Um, all the gurus tell us that we need a budget. For our money mm-hmm. and what we need is a plan for our money right and a plan that actually works and a plan that's not restrictive you know because the budget does bring on those you know feelings of oh my goodness this is going to restrict me and and I'm not going to be able to spend money on the things that are important to me things that I like spending know. money on yeah yeah so that's the first one give up our freedom second one Fear that doing a budget will reveal how bad things are and you would rather not know about it. That's the ostrich with its head in the sand kind of strategy. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, yeah, look, I, I certainly there would have to be people who are listening to this right now who have gotten to the point where it's all too hard. I, I'd, I'd rather not know because if I know, I'll get depressed and <laughs> I just don't want to be depressed again. So. And the thing is, David, having said that, you know, um, and I know we've talked about this in, in many of our podcasts, but anxiety and stress over money is what the majority of people constantly live with, yep. right? So, and, and, you know, I'll tell you a quick story about um, a friend of mine who I worked with many years ago. And, and she knew what I – so I was running my business in my spare time at that point and so she knew what I did and she was always stressing over her money, you know, mm-hmm. and she never seemed to have enough money. And, um, and, she's, and, I, and I would say to her every so often, you know what, you need to sit down with me so that we can do a spending plan for your money. Yep. And I'm sure it's not as bad as you think it is. She, oh, no, you wouldn't want to no, – Oh, it's worse. No, it's, it's terrible. It, yeah, it's yeah. too hard, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I, I don't even want to know. You know, and she was literally the, I don't want to know. It's too depressing. It's too hard, you know. And so she did that for three years until one Christmas holiday I said to her, right, you're coming to my place, we're sitting on the back veranda and I'm going to do your spending plan for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so we did. And when we did her plan because – and a spending plan actually shows you the future, okay? So it's going to give you the next 12 months and beyond um, in front of you, okay? Whereas like we're talking about – budgets and the fact that budgets suck and they suck because they're always looking backward right they're not looking forward and um so anyway we sat there did her spending plan she had in the course of 12 months ten thousand dollars in excess income and she looked at me and said no 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 that can't be right Mm -hmm. and i said well the spending planner doesn't lie I said, we've put in all of your expenses, da-da-da, it's come out with this beautiful graph that says you've got $10,000. However, there was a lot of, like the normal graph would be all green, there was a lot of red in her graph because there were times in the year where she had, you know, three or four bills would come in at once and so, and and her pay would come in the day after her bill was due or whatever so she wouldn't be able to pay it. And that's where people get caught up in this, oh, I'm living pay to pay, I can't do this, this is all too hard, I've never got enough money to pay my bills because a spending plan is all about timing and for her it was all about the timing. So once we... If if she'd actually sat down and done a budget, it would have said you've got $10,000 surplus but it wouldn't have told her 
you're going to run out of money on this date, this date, and this date, and you can actually do something to fix that before it happens. Exactly, exactly. Yep. You know, so so yes, a, a, a budget is going to reveal how bad things are, and you may not want to know, but but a spending plan is going to show you how to resolve those how issues. To fix it. Because yep. you can see it, you, you can see exactly when it's going to happen. Yep. You know? So she just didn't want to talk, didn't want to look at it because she just, her experience had been, I struggle all the time. Yep. So yep. I don't want to, I don't want to look at it. When in fact, if she'd have just actually taken the time to look at it, she would have done a budget. The budget would have said you're okay, mm. and mm. then she wouldn't have been okay. And that's a conundrum that goes round and round in a circle. Until... Well, that's right, and that's why people give up on budgets because yep. they go, ah, oh, budgets don't work. Budgets suck. Yep, and they do suck. Yep, yeah, budgets do. suck. Yep. <laughs> okay, number three, fear that you'll have to give up things that you like doing, mm. which is very similar to the first one about taking away your freedom. Give up the things that you like doing. So I haven't got any money to pay my bills, so I guess there's no, no beer, there's no cigarettes, there's no movies, there's no whatever turns you on, and I can't say that I'm into beer or cigarettes, but for some people that might be important. And and you know what, David? Then um, it's it's about looking at what's actually important, you know. And yeah. so if you've if you've got a plan in place for your money, and, and I mean I know in the next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about goals and 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 looking at where you currently are and where you want to be and yeah. and where you want to get to, you know. And so sometimes yes, you might have to give up something now for something better, you yeah. know something that's coming up well, that we yeah I think it's worth throwing in the hat here that it doesn't matter who you are you have to measure what you do with your money even you know Rupert Murdoch Richard Branson you think of any any of the people you know Robert Kiyosaki anybody at all who you could think of that would oh you know they they're wealthy beyond measure mm, mm. even those people have to go without things that they would like to do because yep. of money. Yeah. It's not yep. something that's only limited to the lower income echelon, or if that's the right no. word. No. It's everybody. And, and if you kind of go, oh, I'm not going to do a budget because I'll have to give up something that I like doing, that that might, that thought pro process is something that you're going to have to get over and let go of because nobody can live doing everything they want to do. No. So, well, that's right. Because it doesn't matter, you're right, when you said about, it's not about the income. You know, I've had some clients say, oh, I just need to earn more money so that I can do what yeah. I need to do. But the whole point is, it doesn't matter how much you earn, you're never going to be able to do all the things that you want to do. You know, yeah. I, want to, I want to travel the world. If, if I could do whatever I wanted to do, I'd be traveling the world all the time. So I guess what I'm, what I'm just saying is, you know, initially, yes, you might need to give up something for something better. You know, yeah, something and, today for, for something better. And, um, and, you know, doing a spending plan, and I seem to be banging on about doing spending plans at the moment, but it, I, so many times I've helped people by doing a spending plan and they've suddenly seen the light at the end of the tunnel that says, oh, like in your friend's case, she probably started thinking of going on a holiday when she sh you showed her that she had $10,000 surplus. Well, yeah, well, it certainly gave her the freedom and it took away that stress and anxiety that yeah. she was under um, because she said, oh, I actually do have enough money to live. And I said, yeah, you do. So that actually um, took away her fear because her fear was based on the unknown, right? Yeah. And so what you don't know is... You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And we often say that, don't we? We don't, you don't know what you don't know. And once you know it, you think, why did I not know that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in a lot of cases, I think people 
who, who face up to their finances, do a spending plan, even if they do a budget. If you don't know where you're at, how can you get to where you want to go? So, Well, yeah, that's right, which, you know, and as I said, we will be talking about that in a future podcast, yeah. um, which is yeah. an, a really interesting topic yeah. as well. So um, what's number four, David? Well, number three, let's just finish it off. That was the fear of having to give up things you like doing. I would say in most cases, somebody who does a spending plan finds that they can actually fit in more of what they like doing at the right time. So, mm. so yes, number four, you're too busy, lack of time. And that is crazy because usually it's because I'm at work, I'm at work, I'm at work, I'm working, working, working because I've got to earn more money because I can't pay my bills. I'm struggling with my finances. I need to work all the time. Yeah. And my lack yeah. of time, and I'm too busy because I'm caught up in the conundrum of chasing my tail because I think that my finances are in turmoil. Yeah. And yep. you'd be better off taking some time out and sorting out the finances and, and then getting out of the being too busy mode. Mm, mm, yeah. Lack of time um, is a really big a really big one, you know, and, and I hear it all the time from people. And, you know, it's often the response when people say, oh, hi, how are you today? And they go, oh, I'm so busy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's an automatic response that we that we say probably way too often, I think, these days, you know. Because yep. the thing is, David... When it comes down to it, you will always find time for the things that are important, yep. right? Um, and it's it's like you know when your your little three three year old says, you know, Daddy, can you just sit and read me a story? Can you just play some Lego with me? Can you just spend some time with me? Mm-hmm. You will always find the time because that child that relationship is more important, right? And, and so, if you go, oh, I'm too busy. You, you should at that moment know that you have a problem that you need to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we all say, oh, I should be spending more time with the kids or the grandkids and I should be doing this and I should be doing that. Yeah. But it's yeah. not what we are doing because most of us live our life saying one thing and doing another. Well, that's right, you know. And so, you know, if, if, if lack of time is the issue, then maybe it's time to work out what are your priorities um, what what your priorities are and how you can actually give yourself more time to do the things that are really important and spend you know quality that quality time with with your family and with your partner with Mm. doing the things that are really important all right we better get a crack on here so you Mm -hmm. think this the next one number five you think budgeting is not possible because your income varies yeah so many people have said to me over the years i can't budget because my income's all over the place yeah yeah. And to them, that seems so true because on the weeks when they didn't get paid, they can't pay their bills. But on the weeks when they have huge amounts of income coming in, it all gets spent. Mm-hmm. So, of course, on the weeks when there's no income, it's like, I can't pay my bills. So, hmm, let me think. Low pay this week, can't pay my bills. Ah, the reason I can't budget is because my income varies. Yes, yes. Yep. Whereas having a spending plan and mm-hmm. knowing where you're supposed to be, when that big week has uh, happens... It's okay, we've got all this money come flowing in, but where should we be right now? Mm. Some of that money needs to be allocated to future expenses at weeks when I don't get a lot of pay. So Yep, yep, definitely. And, and yep. when you focus on income, if it varies, you will go, I can't do this. But as spending planners, we know that the secret to getting on top of your finances is not to focus on your income, but to focus no. on your expenses. That's right, yeah. And the post, and you will, what... yeah, you go. 
Yeah, and I was just going to say, and that's what I often say to my clients, you know, we don't we don't actually even talk about income when we're setting up a plan. You know, I say, I really don't care how much you earn. I care how much you spend. Yep. You know. Well, your wealth will, determine about how, will be determined by how much you don't spend. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Not by right. how much you do earn. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. So, um, so the yeah. variable income is an issue that some people have to deal with, but it's not the issue they think it is. And with proper planning, with a proper spending plan, the highs, the tops should be taken off and used to fill the lows. And if you do that, then it shouldn't be an issue. Yep, definitely. Uh, number six, you think that budgeting requires ongoing and boring record keeping. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm almost crying because I spent 20 years keeping records. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I must have used a lot of time doing that and reconciling it. And in the end, it was just good for a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. There's no point looking backward, David. No, I have yet to meet the person, except someone that won lotto, I've yet to meet someone who wants to repeat last year, next year. Yeah. So what good is keeping records and looking at the past actually going to do you? Well, that's right. That's right. And so many of the budgeting apps that are out there now and everyone's going, oh, wow, there's, you know, this great budgeting app and da-da-da-da. But they're all looking at the past. They're all looking at what's happened. You know, what did you yep. spend money on the, in the last month, three months, six months? Really? Why do you care? <laughs> yep, you can't change it. So <laughs> No, no, that's right. A, a, a plan right. for a better future is much more useful than a look at, a, at an unhappy past. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't change your future by staring at the past anyway, so. No, well, that's right. And you've, you've talked about that a lot. You know, yeah. you don't get anywhere by looking in the rearview mirror. No, um, you crash at the first corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, looking at the past, you can go, oh, look, we spent so much on takeaway or clothes or whatever or whatever. But that, looking at it and, and going, oh, we shouldn't have done that won't change it. No, no. Whereas having a plan that says, here's what we're going to do, does change it. Yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number seven. This is a real typical Aussie one. Just couldn't be bothered. Not in enough pain to do something about it, even though you're not really happy with your current situation. Mm-hmm. She'll it's be the, right, mate. It's the she'll be right, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. In fact... Yep. You know, I might go and buy a lotto ticket because that'll get me excited and take away the, the concern about the, you know, she'll be right, mate. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get through. That's Opt- right. Optimism is actually a bad thing when it comes to money. If you go, oh, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be okay, I don't need to do anything to fix it, it'll be okay. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. And yeah, I'll buy a lotto ticket, she'll be right, we'll win lotto, everything will be good. Yeah. It's just, it's the ostrich, it's the head in the sand again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And the problem is, David, that, you know, because we said they're not in, enough, not in enough pain to do something about it. And, do you know, the number of clients that come to me that go, oh, you know what, um, I'm in so much pain, I'm in so much debt and I, they, I can't see a way out and da-da-da. And it's really sometimes quite hard at that point to get them through that right Mm -hmm. and I think you know if only you'd come to me six months ago or 12 months ago before you got into this situation you know because we 
we find ways of, oh, well, if we can't do it, we'll, we'll just reach for the credit card. Oh, we'll be okay. We'll just put on the credit card, you know. And before you know it, you've got $25,000, $30,000 in credit card debt and thinking, what the heck am I, have I how done? How did this happen? Yeah. You know, how did this happen? That's well, right. Well, here's yeah. a good question for you. How much pain is enough pain? How much, I mean, for this, and um, this is a question for our listeners. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, right now I'm getting by. I can do life. I'm not actually having the fun that I thought I was going to have when I left school because I thought it was going to be all parties and, you know, good times. Yeah. Reality has bitten, but I've learnt how to deal with life as it's happened. Mm. And mm. yes, I, if I honestly looked in the mirror, there is some pain, but I've learnt to cope with it. And I'm not in enough pain to actually go, oh, I have to do something about it. But my question is, so at what point do you say enough is enough? I mean, this is too much pain now. And I think the problem is that we learn to deal with pain. And as the pain volume goes up, we go, oh, okay, I'll need to learn how to deal with this. And then it gets worse. Okay, I'll have to deal with this. And we actually don't realise how much pain that we've learnt to endure from mm, when mm. we started out. And yep. we just get thicker skinned, we just yep. get tougher, and we just reduce our dreams for the a bright future to, okay, well, this is as good as it's going to get. Mm, so mm. my question for people is, when are you in enough pain? What, what is enough pain? Yeah. At yep. what point do you go, you know what, I actually don't want to keep doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I need to do something about it. So just couldn't be bothered, actually look in the mirror and say, how much pain is enough pain? It's time to do something about it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So important, David. And I, we'll, we can come back to that when we get to number 10 because I think number 7 and number 10 are really linked, right? Right, eh? Well, now um, you've got, got me wondering now. <laughs> uh, well, there you Ooh, go. <laughs> so keep, keep, keep listening, right? <laughs> so number right. 8, too hard. Uh, like trying to give up smoking or drinking, budgeting, managing my money, doing something positive about taking control of my finances. Hey, you know, I tried it once. I didn't like it. It's too hard. I, I, you know, I'd rather try to give up smoking or drinking before I try to give up not dealing with my finance. Just too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is silly because it's actually easy when you know how. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, when you when you see a plan, when you see your spending plan, and then you realise it's not how easy how easy yeah. it is yeah. um, to manage your money. You know, in less than five minutes a week. You know, I don't even look at my plan. Now. Well, I look at it every few weeks. You know, to yeah. make sure I'm on track. Um, but once you've got that, you think, oh my goodness, that was so easy. Yep. You know. Um, you know, it's just that, and again, it brings in that fear. You know, it's fear. Oh no, too hard. Can't do it. It's yeah. I'm I'm no good at budgeting. Blah blah blah. You know, can't I'm I'm no good at, at looking after my money. Just and that self talk so. saying I'm no good is the yes. first step down the gurgler. It really is. Yeah. Uh, all right, number nine. We're getting close to that magic number ten. Uh huh. Fear of revealing your addictions and bad habits. Now you've got a story about a client here, haven't you? Well, I really do, and it's ju just a quick story in a nutshell. Um, this this client actually got to the point where he was in enough pain. 
right? And mm-hmm. he realised that he had a problem and he needed help with it, okay? Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've said, I said in last week's podcast that we are not meant to do life alone. You know, we are meant to do life in relationship with one another and we're meant to share our struggles and, you know, so that we can help each other out. That's what we're here for, right? Yeah. So anyway, this guy came to me and he said, you know, I've actually got a gambling addiction and he was running a very successful business, earning, you know, between five and $8,000 a week. Mm-hmm. So, and yet he had no money, right? Because his addiction was taking over his life. Um, now, the first thing he actually did was um, book in to see a psychologist because a lot of that comes back to mindset. Probably most of it comes back to mindset, okay? Mm-hmm. But the other thing he did was call me and said, you know what? I need somebody who's going to stand with me and work through this with me and be there and help me be accountable to my money, right? Yeah. Which is exactly what we do as spending planners. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, I'll, I'll do the little plug on. Um, if you want to find a spending planner to help you out, you know, if, if you're really struggling in this area and you need an accountability partner on your side, someone who's going to literally be there for you and help you through whatever that pain is and whatever that addiction might be, you know, having someone, findaspendingplanner.com is where you find someone to do that with you. Yep. But do you know, I've only now been working with this young guy for a couple of weeks and he said to me just the other day, um, and he's made some really great decisions, you know, so that we, and we've been able to, you know, put his money in place um, so that he's we're kind of saving himself from himself at this point you know um but i'm the one that's there on the phone um every week and he's going and he said to me the other day i am so glad so glad i did this Mm -hmm. and i am so appreciative of what you've done because just you being there knowing me knowing that you are there helps me to do the right thing right So, yeah, it's it's really so. And again, you know, the fear of revealing that addiction or whatever. I mean, we're on we're on your side. We're on we're on the client side. You know, we're all about total confidentiality with what we do and and who we work with. And we're we're just passionate about seeing people be set free. Succeed with money. From, yeah. yeah. And succeed with money, you know, which is why we do what we do. Yep. Um, yeah. So there you go. All right, excellent story. I'd be interested to see just how far with that kind of income what you can help him to achieve. So, mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, don't you know if you do have an addiction or a bad habit and you know that it's causing you grief and you've got your head in the sand, the ostrich thing going on, pull that head out of the sand and yeah. get someone, get a spending planner to help you to get in control of that. Number 10, the magic number yeah. 10. Do you want to reveal this or am I going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I said, so number 10 is relationship reasons, okay? Yep. It's just too hard to talk about money with my partner. Okay? And this is a biggie, isn't it? Oh, absolutely huge, David. Yep. And do you know what? And like I said, it, it goes back to number seven where we said you're not in enough pain to do something about it even though you're not happy. How many people do we see that are not happy in their relationship, you know, and I'll say again, you know, number one cause of relationship breakdown in this country is financial stress. Yep. Right? Money stress. So, and do you know what? It's it's all about 
Um, like when I go in and, and work with a couple, you find two mindsets around money. He's he's the stick your head and say, I don't want to talk about it. My parents never talked about money. I can't talk about yep. money. Don't, don't want to know, right? And she's like that. But we have to talk about money. We have to do this. We have to know what we're spending. We have to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And you've already got this conflict happening. And how many times, and I know we've shared this in other podcasts, how many times do we see when we create that plan for that couple and we can show them a way forward, all of a sudden they're like, they come oh, together. oh, my goodness, yep. this could actually work for us. We can actually start planning our future and putting our goals forward and going, yep. oh, wow, you mean we really can have a holiday in the next 12 months? Wow. That's amazing. You know, you know, it's 26 years since I started I, call, I used to do call them budgets, but I now call them spending plans. It's 26 years since I started. And I realised really early on that I never had to see people where the, both of them were, were having the, the conversation and were switched on with finances because they were financially successful. I also learnt that I didn't want to have conversations with the couples where neither of them wanted to talk about it because they were actually you know, going down the gurgler at a great rate of knots and were unhelpable. But the, it was always the couples where one wanted to talk about it and one didn't, where I, I got called in and where I could have the most impact because you get the one who doesn't want to talk about it on board and yeah. seeing the yeah. benefit of actually doing some planning. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, Wow, this was the best idea I ever had, says the one who never wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just too hard to talk about money with partners. Bring in a third party to break that deadlock and yep. get the conversation happening and sort it out. Yeah, definitely. Well, time's kicking on here, but. Um, it is, and we, we really need to wrap it up. We've got so much we could still talk about, David, but. I know. Yes. So um, where do we go from here? It's like. It's a, is it a mindset thing? I mean, all these reasons why people avoid dealing with their, their money issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and budgeting sucks and they've been told they should do a budget. So I tried to budget three times and it didn't work. So why would I try again? Yeah. I really understand that. Mm, mm. Um, there's certainly a, a mindset that's evolved. I think mm. people become jaded. You know, when you're young and you've just left school, it's so exciting. You're going to have this amazing life. And you're going to marry a prince or a princess and drive a Ferrari and live in a castle on a, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. And then when you hit the wall the first time because something happened and it's like, oh, money, you pick yourself up, dust yourself off and you go, oh, you know, it's okay. I'm still going to have this amazing life. Mm, when mm, you've hit the mm. wall five times, 10 times, 15, eventually you, you pick yourself up, but you kind of go, maybe that life that I imagined when I left school was a fairy tale and you can actually get to the point where you lose the, the belief that it's possible to actually have some of those dreams come true mm-hmm. um, and you get jaded and you get to the point where well I hope things can be better yeah but it's like I've hit the wall so many times and you know I've reached out a few times to get help the help hasn't really worked yep. and now I'm at the point where I don't believe anybody can help me I hope that there's you know, um, a, a lotto victory around the corner, but I'm I'm not going to put myself at risk of making a you know, making a goose of myself asking somebody else for help because every other time I've asked for help or I've tried to do something to fix it, it blew up in my face. Yeah, and you so, know, it's it's really hard, David, because 
I think the other thing that that comes in here just really quickly is, you know, um, we are, and it's, I think it might be an Aussie thing as well that um, we think everyone's out to rip us off. You know, we think everyone's, mm. oh, you know, some, someone comes along and they offer to help you get better with your money and you think, Oh yeah, you know what? I don't. I, I haven't really got a problem. Charlatan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Or no, you know, it'll be okay because I'm planning on winning lotto next week. I'll be good. She'll yep. be right, mate. Yeah, right. she'll be right. Um, and you know, or oh, I know things are going to get better. We've just got to get get over this current hump. You know. Yep. Um, so I just think, you know what, we. If the car breaks down, we go to the mechanic and we get it fixed and we don't get all suspicious of the mechanic when he says, you know, oh, well, it's going to cost you $400 or, or or you don't think the vet's a crook because he sends you a bill for diagnosing and curing your, your pet dog, you know. Yep. You've simply, you've, you've got a problem, you need a solution and you understand that you're going to have to pay for it. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't work for nothing, but we work because... We are passionate about what we do. We are passionate about making change in people's lives and being able to, and we have seen it over and over again, David, we have got hundreds of testimonials of people that we have helped and relationships that we've restored, you know. Um, And, uh, you know, it's just over 80%, David, of people are not doing as well financially as they should be, you know. Yeah. 60, almost 70%, I think, of relationship breakdowns now are due to money stress and anxiety. Um, we've got kids with anxiety and, and stress in the household and whatever, you know. And I just want to say in closing, David, that as spending planners, we're here to help. You know, yep. we've, got a, we've got a passion and a heart for people. Um, we want to help our listeners and our potential clients on a journey to financial freedom and just enjoying life and having time to enjoy the things that are important to us, you know. Yep. so and, and we don't judge people. We don't, you know, look down our nose at people and go, oh, you idiot or whatever. No, like- no, absolutely not. Well, you know, it, it, it's like my guy with the addiction, you know, he said to me, Thank you so much for being there and for not judging me. And I said, it's, you know, it's not my place to judge you. I understand that an addiction is an addiction, but you can get over an addiction with help. You can get over your money problems with help, you know. Remember, we're not meant to do life alone. We're not meant to do life in isolation. You know, we're here to help you. We're here to. So if you've got money issues, if you've got money stress in your life, if you've got relationship issues and it's due to money stress, get help. Yep. Findaspendingplanner.com. Yep. Find a spending planner, ring up, have a chat and find out what the go is. Because as you said, I, I only started this 26 years ago because I loved helping people after I'd helped myself and realised that what I had discovered could help other people. So Yeah. Hey, it's been an interesting chat today, Carol, and it's such a big topic, and there are so many reasons why people avoid facing up to sorting out their finances, but I think it's mainly because they think it's going to hurt them. Yeah. And the good news is that with the right help, doing a spending plan, I've yet to come across somebody who didn't recognise that immediately there was a rosier-looking future even if there were some bumps that had to be dealt with along the way, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I hear that all the time when people say, oh, wow, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it's not a train. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So true. 
Yep. Find yep. the spendingplanner.com. Have a chat with someone who is passionate about helping you create the financial future that you really want. Okay, so Carolyn, it's been a bit of fun having this chat today. I think people need to stop avoiding you know, the budget, the spending plan, getting some help, because that's the first step of taking back control of your money. If any of our listeners have anything they want to add to with regards to this topic, or maybe they've got a question they'd like us to answer, or for that matter, some other topic they'd like us to discuss in a future episode, here's what they should do. If they're a member of our Facebook group, they can post their comments and questions there. If you're not a member, you should join our Facebook group. Just search for Succeed With Money Podcast in Facebook and request to join the group. And once you're in, then we... I don't think we block too many people. I think we accept anybody. <laughs> Come as you are, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're in the group, you can then post your question and we'll respond. If you're not on Facebook, you could send us an email because some people don't want to be on Facebook. Email address admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com. Succeed with Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. Carolyn and I look forward to chatting with you again next week when we'll be discussing another interesting topic relating to life and money. Because, you know, nobody fails with money on purpose. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now.